Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So my name is Nicole White, and let me be perfectly clear that I am not a representative of, nor am I speaking on behalf of the VA. I am the Buffalo Director of National Nurses United. I am speaking as a local labor leader on behalf of the registered nurses who are organized under National Nurses United in Buffalo. The chronic nature of understaffing reached catastrophe this past Christmas when Buffalo experienced the deadly snowstorm. Nurses already fatigued stayed the course and provided care without ceasing. Nurses worked upwards of 24 hours a day I myself worked 26 hours straight with a 30-minute break. We persevered. Our patients were cared for. Nurses showed that when the going gets tough, the tough get going. But the nurses did not have to work that hard for so long, but were forced into it by a management team that denies that there's even a problem. Nurses have attempted to work with management on how best to recruit and retain nurses. Management has closed the door. They refuse to bargain with us in good faith and attempt to illegitimize nurses' position and our voices and deny us our place at the table. Healthcare today does face immense challenges surrounding staffing, including waning numbers of nurses who are willing to work at the bedside. Nurses have been vocal for so long about the need to staff up and provide for patient safety. Who knows what's more safe than the nurses who work tirelessly there? Why is it that those voices are the ones that senior management seeks to silence? Our union has been told over and over again that there's no crisis and that there's no need to implement measures to recruit and retain nurses. Because leadership has refused to listen, we decided to hold a forum today, which we invited Congressman Higgins' office to, as well as leadership, in an attempt to have the nurses heard. We will be bringing up our concerns of staffing, ratios, lack of transparency, moral distress, unequal valuation of nurses, and general disregard of nurses. We know that nurses speak on behalf of patients. It's time for them to listen. My name is Edith Nesbitt. I am the Associate Director of NNU. NNU main goal is to help foster safe, healthy, peaceful, productive work environments with fair pay for our members, thus fostering the best care for our veterans. The last year has been so difficult as we watch our members one by one tell us how their jobs are is affecting them mentally, physically, emotionally. We often hear how they constantly work short. Nurses often talk about how stressful it is not being able to provide our veterans with the care they deserve. They express feelings that they rarely have quality time to spend with their patients because their loads are so heavy. 
I've walked on units and had nurses begin to cry when they see me. They express to me that they do not know how much longer they can work in these conditions. We have had such a turnover in staff in many areas. This facility that nurses, bar nurses barely feel relief when um, new nurses come. NNU has expressed a lot of things with management including making sure all of the staffing concerns are given directly to our director. We feel that the concerns of our members are falling on deaf ears, so we decided to have a forum today to have our nurses come forth and express themselves directly to our director. <clears throat> Members express, some of our members express how they feel that our administration does not care about them. They express feelings of abandonment during the times of weather emergencies. Our members say they are in disbelief that the administration did rarely anything to prepare for the blizzard <clears throat> and they have not seen any of them in person to even thank them for their actions. Yes. Yeah. Tell us specifically how this came to a critical mass during the blizzard here, because you talked about the incredibly long hours, but talk about the staffing, uh, the resources that you all had, lack of support you say you, you did, that you had, and how that impacted caring for folks, specifically the weekend of the blizzard. So first and foremost, the care that the veterans received was a testament to the nurses um, and their sacrifices that they did. So uh, the Buffalo VA failed to make appropriate and adequate disaster preparations, right? No additional nurses were brought in. Uh, there no arrangements were made to offer nurses lodging next to the hospital like other hospitals in the area were. There were no arrangements to provide transportation into the nurses like other hospitals did. And when the storm hit, the hospital had just the number of nurses that were regularly scheduled to provide care. and that volunteered to help at that time, those, that was the staff that stayed. So what was, the plan? what was the plan of the VA administration? What was their plan that you guys received? We didn't, there was no, no true, there was no true plan. There was no true plan. Um, they had cots for some of the nurses, but not even enough cots because a lot of the nurses, they were told that they ran out of cots. They did not prepare, um, they didn't have food for the nurses. Um, they really did not have any preparation. Um, it was one shift that got stuck and they were the ones who ended up staying the entire time because nobody made provisions to assist with getting nurses in or out. But given the magnitude of the storm, so many emergency situations were in that dilemma where they couldn't move across the city to go anywhere. So, I mean, even though they were stuck there, they were probably safer to we didn't have relief, but right. they still had no kind of like... I would like to speak to the fact that you remark about safety, but on Friday, December 23rd, clinics were still open and staff was mandated to report in, and some of those staff were stuck trying to get home to their loved ones because they were dismissed and told to go home. Many of them endangered. Can, can somebody do us a favor and just yeah. walk us through a wing? Uh, of the hospital on that weekend and paint a picture of what it looked like inside. Yeah. Just, just, just paint a picture for us what it looked like inside. So I was here that, that weekend. So I was scheduled for day shift, uh, 7.30 a.m. I got here. Most of the day shift could get in. It 
the weather was still, as you guys know, uh, good enough. But uh, it turned bad quickly. So that was kind of the end of anyone getting in there. If you weren't in there by noon on Friday, to your point, you weren't getting in. So we were left to kind of uh, just have that day shift try and staff this hospital for the weekend. You know, I was here 66 hours. Uh, another nurse I worked with, uh, was here 72 hours. She left Monday morning. So from Friday morning to Monday morning she was here because there was no staff. Friday night was the absolute worst on my floor. There were four of us working. Three of us on the floor, one nurse in a step-down unit. It was awful. I didn't sleep for 23 hours. So that's the reality of what we had to do. We did it because we're nurses. I mean, that's, that's what we do at the end of the day. You have to take care of your patients. So um, as, as the weekend rolled on, uh, it began to get better with, I think, people trying to move nurses where they were needed. Certainly by Sunday, we had some help on our floor and we could actually get a two hour break, a three hour break, the nurses who were there straight through. So I think what we're kind of saying is that we knew this was coming. I mean, you guys did a great job of saying the storm is coming and we didn't have a plan, or certainly not a plan that was adequate. It's easy to say at the end of the day, oh, it was awful. For 36 hours, it was awful. But that's why a hospital, hospital systems do things like Thursday night, putting the nurses up somewhere else to make sure that they're available, which other hospitals did. They had a plan. We just felt like maybe we could do a better job and you've got 400 nurses here represented by NNU who would love to talk with management to say hey next time what can we do better and for whatever reason they just choose not to engage us all we want is engagement all we want is to talk about the same things that everyone here wants taking care of our veterans we want the same thing we just maybe have a different view about it right. And well, before so this storm, we asked about um, them providing transportation to pick up nurses and drop nurses off because in the past, that was a thing. We would, they would come out and get staff, but they said they no longer did that. And it's like, this is a, not the greatest time to decide that you're not going to pick up staff. So therefore, there was no plan B, there was no backup plan. And even the smallest thing, I mean, making somebody comfortable, providing them a decent meal. I mean, they made no preparations to even provide them with a decent meal. What did you eat? So, I, I don't want to discount, I think that the people who heard did, did a great job. The kitchen, I think they were short-staffed for one shift, let alone, you know, two days straight. So they, they did help. I mean, I think we had hot dogs. Whatever they could scrounge up, they did. So it certainly could have been better. But at the yeah. end of the day, you know, I was, I thought they just went above and beyond with, with the short staffing that they had on their own. They had to serve the 50 people who were here, staff and patients. But that's the thing. It shouldn't so. have been their responsibility. Administration should have had Absolutely. a plan. Of course, everybody in the building worked with what they had, but administration had a chance to provide do better provide better is because our dietary is only to take care of our patients and now you're trying to feed patients the staff and that when in most facilities the administration did provide food and somewhere for their staff to sleep 
and they made themselves present. Right. If, and if I, I could mention, I was part of the disaster relief that actually went out to New Jersey uh, at the beginning of COVID. So I do know how disaster relief looks like and what it, what it should be. And it should look like shifts and adequate rest between shifts, having you know some sort of a plan of who's working when and how to relieve each other. And that we fell short here. They varied throughout the hospital. You talked about the forum that you were trying to get together. What, what became of that? We, um, after this, we have a forum at 1230 and we've asked administration to come and to allow the nurses to come and ask questions and speak with them and let them know what it's like for um, the staff that's working there. So there's not really a nursing shortage, and um, that's actually a, a nice tale that they tell us, but there's no actual true nursing shortage. There's no change in the number of nurses that are working. W what we have is a redistribution of nurses, right? We have a shortage of nurses who are willing to work at the bedside. So that's where we have to en enhance our, basically our offerings and how to get nurses who want to come to the bedside, stay at the bedside, and take care of patients in probably some of their most difficult days, right, a hospitalized patient. So um, I'm, I'm asking you not to buy the narrative that there is a nursing staffing shortage. There, there is a crisis, but it's not what you think. There are plenty of nurses out there. They're just not willing to come to the bedside. Do you have any specific recommendations that would, would prevent this from happening again in the future if something like this happens? What are the specific recommendations? So we, we do recommend that as administration and nurses come together and that they offer alternative work scheduling, that they offer more flexible scheduling for nurses, make our scheduling more attractive so that nurses do want to come here. Uh, that's one of the main things to get nurses who want to come and stay. And we also um, feel like, you know, they should do something for nurses like us who've been here. I've been here 19 years. There is nothing, nothing for retention here. I stay here because I love taking care of our veterans. But we have so many nurses here. They do things to get nurses in. But what do you do to keep the nurses that's already here? Is it fair to say a lot of these issues are already ongoing before the blizzard and maybe it's disaster? Yes, we yes we had a um, informational picket in the summer about our work schedules, and we were at the table negotiating with management, and then all of a sudden they decided to stop negotiating with us. So these are ongoing issues that we have constantly tried to talk to management about, but it's just like falling on deaf ears, and that's why we came up with our forum today. So maybe listening to four or five members of the union do not get our point across maybe you can hear directly from the nurses that are not only at the bedside and outpatient all throughout the hospital right well we have confirmation that his he has two staff members who are supposed to attend today i mean congressman higgins is in washington i believe there's there's some things going there so, but uh, his office will be representative at the forum today. So, but in, I mean, truly, in a, in a good conclusion of this is that nurses, we are tasked by our Nurse Practice Act to be advocates. When you have nurses like us that are willing to come outside and talk and pull the veil back, 
that tells you that there's something that can and should be done. And it starts by not only listening to the nurses, but acknowledging our expertise at the bedside and paying attention, not just giving the lip service of, you know, that we value our nurses and this, that. Words at this point are meaningless. We do need action. Yeah, and when you ignore our voices, you might as well ignore our patients. It's because we speak for our patients. There is nobody in leadership that can tell you what goes on at the bedside. We are advocates for our patients, but I feel like as soon as we're saying something that they don't want to hear, then they want to quiet our voices down. We can't only talk about the good. We have to expose it all. We have to talk about all things good and bad. And if you don't accept that there's a problem, there's no way you're going to be willing to address the problem. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.